Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The, the reality is. No, I, I'm glad to. It's for minorities, but white people don't be scared. Asians, Hispanics, you want to come on the show, hit us up. I'll talk to anybody about everything. This is like these niggas is out here fucking these girls and putting it on porn up. At 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday with a hard on, she gets up and she turns oh on the church and turns the thing on. I was thinking, I'm going to get some head or something start to think. Oh, niggas are straight out here raw digging and choking on fuckers. <laughs> if God has his hand on you, why you sitting there? Uh, that was pretty good, man. It just kind of came you out. You can't be squeamish when giving head. I mean, you got a dick in your mouth. Like, how much more gutter can you be? Like, pussy like, the big deal, nigga. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Just what it is. The reality is. Have you ever cheated on somebody? No. I have. We know. Oh, I never wanted to cheat on anybody. Shit happens, right? I never did. <laughs> so, if we have a little bit more, you know, people who have a little bit more, then we have a little bit of time to get people who have a little bit less. Yeah. We get equalized the situation, and one day, you know, regardless of what the government does, we will have systems in place to take care of ourselves. You are now All right, man, so we back. The reality is where filter becomes extinct. We had the homie Stephen Cofield Jr. on there, man. Cofield spelled C-O-F-I-E-L-D. For the second hour, I have Ortizia. Hey, y'all. You doing all right, man? I am. Get your mic right. We're I in this feel new different. Stu- yeah, I know, I feel different. It's in a new studio. The light is on you, so you just got to soak it all in. Take it all in. It's a new kind of pressure. Yeah, why is it pressure, though? When we did it at Fishbowl, <laughs> it was live. When I did it at UTA, yeah, it was I, live. Yeah, but I wasn't on the mic then. Remember, you got on. I think you got on one time at UTA. I was talking in the background. That That's doesn't true. count. And then at Fishbowl, you did get on. Well, you sat by the mic. You yeah. didn't really do a lot of still talking. talking in the background. Well, now you here. I know. It's twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen has been a stifling, stifling, stifling two weeks. Yeah. People want to know why why stifling. Well, uh, first of all, my mom got in a wreck on her birthday. Was it on her birthday? It, it was, was on it was, it was, New Year's, the day yeah, after. Yeah, the day after. Yeah. Um, my mentor died. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandpa was in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then come to find out today. that our DJ yeah. has been DJing all of our events. DJ Double L. Yeah. El Nundo Crittenden. Yeah. I, he gone, I, man. When I couldn't I, stop thinking about it all day. When and I you got the call, me. yeah, when I got the call, I was like, "She's not gonna believe this shit." Mm-hmm. We getting ready to plan the next event. I know you probably sending an email out along with everybody else. I had literally just emailed him the other day, and we had talked not too long ago because he was excited about going to Houston with yeah. us for the next event. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't have any words, and it, it kept crossing my mind throughout the whole day. Like, dang, I can't believe he's gone. For me, with death, like with it being so much happening, for me, it's just it kind of puts things in perspective to where you, I know for me, I sit on the couch and I was like, fuck, I'm not married. And I don't have no kids. And you'd be like, if you die tomorrow, what mm-hmm. the hell is, but not to be funny. That's why not to be funny. That's why my podcast is so important. Yeah. Cause literally if I died today, people have 170 something episodes to go back and listen to. 
They can start out when I was at UTA when the quality was good. They can go when we went to Fishbowl. Sorry, Sammy, but it was shit. And then when we <laughs> left there and then we went some, uh, I did it from home. Home was great. You know, we went from. I mean, even the progression from when you first started at home to now and yeah. then transitioning back into the studio. Yeah. So. I mean, and I'll still be doing stuff from home. I want y'all to know. Um, I'm still looking for a name for a studio name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not have a studio name, but I do love the studio. I was talking to Spider, which is our producer. Um, before the show and I was it's like the hey, perfect producer name. It is Spider. A man <laughs> of many hands <laughs> to oh control the board. But see, this is uh, the reason I also love being in the studio is you get to meet people. Mm-hmm. You get to meet people and not to be funny, he's controlling everything. All he had to do was walk in. All I had to walk I mean, make sure I had on draws for the cold and come into the studio. No and more bring mishaps my phone. No like more mishaps. I don't have to what which one? You know when you get so caught up setting up yeah. Sometimes you forgot to press I forget the to push the button to record, and it's like it's recording through the computer, so the quality is not as good. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. That may happen again if I'm recording, because now I'm getting spoiled. Oh, Lord. I mean, that's why you saw me. Uh, yeah. I hit you up and I say, hey, man, I got to go back to the studio. And I can't, I was like, I can't do this interview from home. I got to get back in Twice in one week? Yeah, I got to go ahead and give them. I got to go ahead and do it. I got I to get back in there. Give me some studio time. I got to get back in, man. It feels good. You know, it's something about the clarity. It makes your voice sound a lot better than what it really is. Like you hear, you be like, is that me and my, is that, is that me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just a different feel, man. But yeah, the, the 2018 has been a, a rough start. Um, I know you was talking to me and you was like, oh, hey, what kind of resolutions? But as you know, I don't do New Year's resolutions. No, neither one of us do. But I think it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day and I asked them about one of their resolutions that they gave me. They was like, girl, that was over like by the third day. I don't even understand why people do revolutions. <laughs> people set themselves up for failure. They really do. Because it's just like working out. Working out is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then you don't go into working out. If you ain't worked out in six weeks, you don't come back into the gym and be like, I'm about to rock up this 225 right yeah. now. No, you go in, you put 25s on there, you work your way up back to exactly. a 45, and people don't do that. They come right in and they try to do right. I said I was going to start eating better. Mm-hmm. I've been eating better. You got me a salad last night. Yeah. I ate the salad, but I'm not going to lie. I ordered three donuts from the place, and I ate all three donuts. Oh, wait a minute. You did that after I got the salad? I needed three donuts. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I, I wasn't going to eat them, but then I smoked, <laughs> and I had the munchies. So I was like, ah. But you should have saw me because I was there. Uh, okay. and, I, and when the dude brought him to the door, first of all, when the dude brought him to the door, he had dreads, too. So he looked at me like, yeah, brother. He already knew. What no, was nigga, we not brothers. But then he knew too. He probably saw my eyes, the dreads, and, he and then he smelled it smelled. when the door opened. Yeah, it is some good shit. Yeah, you know. And we'll talk about how I played my weed man to the left. Okay, I've enjoyed <laughs> doing this the last couple of days. Do you smoke, Spider? Do you do? Okay. <laughs> so, have you ever had the situation? And maybe you don't have this. For y'all who don't know, Spider is white, but he's one of the coolest white dudes I've ever met. Got to put this in the context. So, Spider, if you smoke, now have you ever been caught up in a situation to where? You call the weed man and you need them within an hour because you just want it. You're ready to get yeah, it. Yeah, right and, then. And know. then they extend it out for six hours and sometimes they ignore your text message like, motherfucker, you don't know that I've texted you. That's when I go to my backup, man. That's when you have to. I do that too. Now, what I did this time was the first man didn't answer, the second man didn't answer, the third man, he always answers, but he talks too much. He oh. drops it off and then he wants to talk right. to you. Sometimes he wants to roll the shit up with you and smoke it. And I'm like, no, brother. We're not hanging out. We're yeah, we business. <laughs> I need to make this transaction and then I need to keep it moving. So I called him, but the other two guys who were playing me to the left, they called me the next day. Texting me all day. We ready. We got that bag. We ready. We mm-hmm. got that bag. Negative. Didn't answer. Didn't want to answer. They continued to the next day mm-hmm. texting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they must trying to get this coin. Yeah. Yep. But you know what? When I was trying to get that grain, 
You wasn't there for me. So you teaching so them you, a lesson. So I'm teaching them a lesson. Uh, it's just like a girlfriend. You know, if you do a girl wrong or do a guy wrong, you can't just come back and give them all that access again. You got to make them work for it. Mm-hmm. So they know, you know what? He means business. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go there. Well, hopefully, Spider, we don't got to deal with that too much longer. Man. When they legalize Clearly. it here, they going out of business. Mm-hmm. I went uh-huh. to Denver. It was it was an ounce for 125 Yeah. Sheesh. And yeah, when, the, when they see how much money is involved with it, like everyone will legalize it at some point. At some oh, point. Yeah. They know. That's why it's coming. That's why now you can ride around with, is it a fourth of a gram? Yeah. You can ride around Less with a four. four, four, uh, four. four ounces. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sight and release in Dallas now. Mm-hmm. See, that's why. See, Spider, you need to be here every time we're doing this because <laughs> as we were talking, and, and see, the reason I wanted Spider to jump in because we were talking about Mark Mark Wahlberg. What yeah, happened the with movie. Him? So they had to reshoot the movie. Okay. Um, I think it's All the Money in the World or something, but they had to reshoot it because of the whole ordeal with Kevin Spacey. Okay. So they had to take him out the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So apparently Mark Wahlberg got 1.5 and Spider was telling me it was up to $2 million to come in and reshoot the movie. And I think it took him about a, a week or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it was seven days. Yeah, like so a week. and It took him a week to shoot a movie? To reshoot. The, yeah, it was just oh, a few okay, scenes. Oh, okay, just a few scenes for but, Kevin Spacey. But even with that in mind, 1.5 to 2 million dollars to reshoot a few scenes yeah. in 7 days and the female co-star got essentially a thousand dollars of 2 million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So Mark Wahlberg is a Patriots fan. The Patriots are known to cheat and lie. <laughs> wow. And he's from Boston. You're oh. not from Boston, are you? Spider- no, no, I'm okay. from Dallas. All right. <laughs> well, it, it goes hand in hand. Okay, I I'm wasn't not, expecting you to tie that in, but I'm okay. not surprised. I can I can see that. I'm not surprised. So Black Panther's coming up. Uh, we got advanced ticket sales are going out. People have been asking me, "Am I going to see uh, Black Panther?" I do want to go see Black I Panther. I already got my I already got my tickets. So, so is that my or ours? Our ticket. Okay. So with you, saying, I didn't know where you were going with people are asking me, and but, I don't know. No, I'm just saying I hear I keep hearing people talk <laughs> so about I'm it. Have so an I'm extra like, ticket if you don't want to go. <laughs> I'm just saying people keep asking me about it, but I haven't bought a ticket because for me, you know, I don't like crowds. Oh, yeah. And I know that first weekend is yeah. going to be crazy. Well, I booked it up in the day. And when I booked, when I selected the seats, the whole theater was available. That's not going to happen. I know. Well, only no, way they, that's- were, they were saying that uh, the pre-sale for that was like the more than any other. Yeah. Marvel any movie. other Marvel. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this is two reasons why I spite. If you don't know, black folks really do come out for black shit. <laughs> 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 that's that's one reason, because not to be funny, like black people, we really have never had like that superhero. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think when we did when we did have it, we had uh, Hancock. That, oh, that yeah, we, yeah. And that wasn't really whatever. Now, you know they got Black Lightning coming out on CW. Yeah. I don't know if you watch Flash and all I wanna that. I want to see that. Man, I don't want to see that. They picked a bad actor. He's not a bad actor. He's a C at best. He's old. I don't know the story of Black Lightning, so maybe Black Lightning is like a 42 You're just or 42 critical year. when it comes to TV. I'm watching it to support. I went to school for radio broadcasting and television. I know. So I have to critique it. But it's a lot of shitty shit. Like me and Spider was talking about, it's a lot of shitty trap music out here that people still continuously play. That's true. But I'm still going to watch it just so they can get the ratings. I don't know why I feel like Howard Stern right now, but I heard this mic. I, I hear you. I see the way I, you move, And then man. I got Spider over here. Like, I feel real like presidential right now. Sign me up. Yeah, I think you've already been signed up. Man. So, Black Panther, I think I am nervous about it. The reason I'm nervous about Black Panther is a lot of pressure for being a black movie, for being like a black Marvel comic book. Mm -hmm. A lot of racist people have had issues with it, and a lot of people who just don't know about Marvel and its background have had an issue with it. 
I'm nervous for for Michael B. Jordan and the producers, and I can't pr- pronounce the other guy's name, but I want it to work. But it's so much pressure and so much riding on this one film. But that's always the case because even with you mentioning Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. I think they had some pictures of him dating a white like a, a white, white girl. girl. Who gives a and shit? And you had some people on social media. I'm not going like, to buy a ticket oh, because Michael B. Jordan dating people, a white girl. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. people need to learn how to separate the character. From Was she fine? Yes. And, and know who knows that everybody's human and they are entitled to live their lives. And who knows how hard that girl been holding him down? Like I tell the story all the time about my cousin. Cousin is six seven, great shape, handsome guy. In high school, he wasn't that. He got no play from black girls. They laughed at him. They made fun of him. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you disown black women. He didn't disown them. He started dating the people who treated him right. Who was treating him right? White women. Who does he date to this day? White women. It's nothing wrong with that. And like I tell people all the time, you can get mad if you want, but if some black dudes are saying they have great experiences with white women, whether you like it or not, all these Negroes ain't saying that. Mm-hmm. And no, it's no truth to any of it. Mm-hmm. But you just have to say it with the same tongue, knowing that all black women aren't bad. And I think that's where the problem comes in because you do have black men that bash black, black women, women. Yes, and they haven't dated all choosing. black women. So I don't have a problem with interracial dating. You date who you want to. Love is love. Yep. Whatever, wherever you find it, yep. that's fine as long as you're not bashing me. And I've always told people, like, I've dated several white girls in my lifetime, and the only reason it never went further is because, and it's an embarrassment to me to say, but it didn't go further because I was raised in Texarkana in a country town where racism was big. We wasn't supposed to look at white girls, date them, sleep with them. If you slept with them, they lied and said you raped them. So my teachings from being a kid, I brought them to Dallas with me. Mm -hmm. And as I dated these white women who were good to me, they were nice to me, never had an argument, never did anything wrong, never brought up race, brought me around their family, I was the one Mm -hmm. who wasn't used to it. So I was like, I got to roll out, making excuses, picking black women just to be picking them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, like you said, I don't think it matters who you date. Mm -hmm. What is your intent? Mm -hmm. And I tell black dudes this, and I tell white girls this. If you date white girls, be be leery about the black dudes you date because some of them Uh, only want to fuck with you because they thinking, oh, she gives head Mm -hmm. and white girls do this. And they can get whatever they want from from it. And then I tell tell, um, black men, you got to be careful for some particular white women who are they like the mid. Baby. Is it a big dick? Is it going to be a pretty baby? Is it whatever? So, and, and that's why I say it's two sides to every story. And just as much as black people try to dog white people, white people dog black, we all got our dirt and shit. Mm-hmm. You got a hood, you got a trailer park. Mm-hmm. Just like you got elite white folks, you got white black people who think they better than other black people and everybody else. And those are almost the worst. The wor- they, I, <laughs> I say the same thing. I told somebody the other day. I was like, if you ever met a black elitist, they worse than a white person who got money. Them motherfuckers <laughs> is bad. New, new money is that's new money is the, is the worst money. Yeah, because right. it's not old money. It's very, I think it's only like four family, four black families in America that really have like money and longevity. I know a couple of names. It doesn't matter to say, but yeah. those are the ones I respect. You got six figures in the bank. You're not rich. That can be gone at any time. Uh, yeah. So, period. What we got in that? What, what's going? On? We talked about Black Panther. We talked about Mark Wahlberg. We talked about New Year's resolutions. Do now. You brought this to me. Mm-hmm. You said, "Have you ever been stood up?" Now, when you ask me, "Have I ever been stood up?" <laughs> do you mean like a date, friends? I just, I mean, my situation. Have I been curved? Like. I just I'm sweating like I got titty sweat. Clearly, because you keep feeling on yourself. I didn't put but, a t-shirt uh, on. I didn't know it was going to be like this. <laughs> but I just had my first experience with being stood up. And okay. I'm 32 years old, okay. and I just got stood up for the first time. Of course, it was in a friendship-type setting, uh-huh. but it was in general. The question was in general, dating, friendship, whatever. So I need you. I know who this person is. I do. <laughs> I'm not going to say their name. Please I'm don't. not going to say if it's a he or she. <laughs> but what I will say is, 
in 2018. Well, if most people know me, they know it's a he because I don't. I mean, I have female friends, but okay. well, yeah. thanks for giving you gave that out. I'm sorry, but I like to address <laughs> things wholeheartedly. The reality is, where filter becomes extinct, where you talk about honest things and truthful things. Yeah. The funny thing about this is, before I talk about your situation, I didn't get stood up, mm-hmm. but I had a home girl that wanted to hang out because we haven't seen each other in a while. Mm-hmm. Cool. Every time she wants to hang out, we don't hang out because something comes up. She changes something, whatever the case. You know me. I'm nonchalant. Don't care. Mm-hmm. So the last time she hit me up a couple of weeks ago and she was like, hey, I want to go hang out. Cool. You got your son? No, I don't have him today. All right, cool. Let's go get. Let's go grab a drink. I'm free around seven o'clock. All right. I'll let you know. Uh, Don't worry about it. Let's cancel that shit right now. Keep it moving. So when I posted that on social media saying if you reach out, if somebody says they want to hang with you. And you always missing each other, but time presents itself and you make yourself available for this person. And they always like, oh, I'll think about it or I'll let you know. You don't really want to hang out. So don't mm-hmm. let that person waste your time. She saw that got mad and was like, oh, that's how it is. Uh, That's exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. You don't like it. Kick rocks. Did she kick rocks? Though? I ain't heard from her. Oh, that's temporary. She'll be back. It don't matter. But the point <laughs> of the matter is. In 2018, you got to tell your friends mm-hmm. and everybody else how they feel. Well, sometimes you can tell them how you feel and I want you to shit let, still don't change. And that's when you change your, your phone number. And it's hard to do. I know when you've had friends for a certain amount of years, but you know what? At some point of reciprocity is not there. It's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. And I know the person you're talking about. They may listen and feel offended. I don't give two shits to the wind. I know you um, don't. I love him to death. But when I'm somebody, yeah, when somebody <laughs> reaches out to you, Because this is what happened with y'all. You told me you reached out to this person. This person said they would be there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But then this person never showed and they never let you know that they weren't coming. Mm -hmm. And I still haven't heard from them to this day. (laughs) H-A-N. And what does H-A-N mean for people? Whole ass niggas. (laughs) That was a whole ass nigga move to leave somebody stood up. You don't stand people up. You text and say, I'm not coming. I'm running behind. I'm 30 minutes behind. Do you need to reschedule? Hey, traffic, wreck. I got Mm -hmm. a boo-boo. I need to drive home. (laughs) I need to change clothes. Whatever the case may be, you let them know that. Something. He did not do that. That's a whole-ass nigga move. You know who I am. You know where to find me. I do not hide. But we got to do better as friends. And the reason I say this for you is because a lot of times I don't feel like you speak up for yourself and you are an amazing person. Mm -hmm. You are a good friend. Mm -hmm. You provide for people. You help people. You listen to people. You do all these things, and yet you let and allow people to make it. Mm -hmm. Not in 2018, goddammit. As long as I'm your friend and I'm around and we still hanging, it's not happening. I think that started to change more so last year. Well, it needs to change for friends, too. You I mean, it t- did. Don't nobody get a pass. You used to think I didn't put my mama in a place until you heard it. Yeah. Anybody can get it. Yeah. Remember that, Spider. Anybody can get it at all times. <laughs> you don't let people disrespect you because if they treat you that way, then they go from there. So have we addressed H&M Fallout? I thought you talked about it. I, talked I don't about know it. what you talked about on the Well, we're going to get your perspective because perspective is different. But we talked about it. Um, I talked about it with Steven. He gave mm-hmm. his perspective. Now, what is your thought process? I know. So you know the whole thing now. Yeah. I mean, I saw that when they started posting the memes and stuff let's about get the you, little boy, let's period. Get your, let's get your initial thought. So my initial thought was, I was like, dang, they probably should have chose a different shirt. Yeah. I didn't get all worked up like everybody else was like, boycott H&M, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really get that into it. Yeah. But um, when the mom came out and was like, she didn't have a problem with it, I was like, okay, problem solved. Yeah. 
Let's keep it moving. But black people are so critical. But and they start saying you can pay a, for, a, a, a Uncle Tom anything and make them. It's like they just go too far. Yeah, because you don't know that person's circumstances. You don't know what conversations have been had in the past. You really don't know what the process was like when they were there yeah. doing the shoot. Yeah. So you can't. It's easy for people to sit on social media and type stuff and say, oh, you should do this. You should do that. But half of them wouldn't even do or they don't even have the opportunity to, to do, do some of the things that they're talking about. Yeah. So when I posted on social media, you had a lot of people being like, um, cause I was like, I want, I was like, I blame the mom. That was me. First off, I was like, yeah. if I'm blaming anybody, I'm blaming the mom, but I don't blame people. Cause, yeah. It has nothing to do with me, but I'm blaming the mom. Mm-hmm. So then you had other moms coming out saying, Oh, well, I don't even see some of the things that, you know, the photo shoot publishes before. And I'm like, but that's, hey, did you read any paperwork? Because yeah. I used to do modeling and yeah, I'm for JCPenney's and Dillard's and places like and that. And I did it as and a minor. Yeah. And my mom always, always saw the pictures. On the final. So I don't know what kind of janky <laughs> bullshit that y'all been taking y'all kids to where y'all motherfuckers don't see what's being put out after and why y'all kids in there. That's how you get Kevin Spacey. Uh, Yeah. You need to be around your kids and know what's going on. Exactly. So that's y'all fault because clearly this woman saw everything and said, I'm okay with it. And ultimately, if she didn't have a problem with it, why do we? That's, that's not big. that's not our cross to bear. But I think the cross. There's so many other important issues that we that can argue be, over. Exactly. But let's talk about how the reason why. And I'm playing devil's advocate. Somebody may call me a coon or a house nigga. I can give two shits. Now, we do talk about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And we cry. We, we fight for things, which is okay. Mm-hmm. But we cry about a lot of shit. H&M is crying. Yeah, because half of them didn't even stop shopping. Half of them going to be at that sale they got going on And let's on be right honest, now. if we're trying to, if we're trying, <laughs> as a black America, if we're trying not to empower racist companies, mm-hmm. what we going to buy? Exactly. Because we don't you own. You might as well turn off your electricity. T- turn off your phone. <laughs> stop driving your goddamn car. Right, everything. If you buying your jeans from Target or anywhere, stop buying that shit too. Yeah. Because, think- and it's not that black people can't own shit because we do own mm-hmm. a lot of shit. But to get to the level of Ford, Sears, Roebuck, mm-hmm. these motherfuckers were the forefathers of this and shit. And you still going to have to be in the same rooms with the with very them. people that you are. Are trying to fight. Exactly. At some point, because there are, there's this thing called red tape. <laughs> That you got to go through to get any kind of business, mm-hmm. and you still got to deal with white people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now, I understand some understand some people say play the game. I don't want to play the game. I want to be able to respect the man across from me mm-hmm. and understand that if he don't like me, that's fine. But money is green. Mm-hmm. Let's do business. But essentially, that is playing a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I know. Yeah, but you can You have to play a game to an extent, but not playing a game so much to where you tap dance. Yeah, I will not tap to dance. where people are confused on where you stand. where I stand. At. So don't exactly. get it twisted. Like my child definitely wouldn't have been in that shirt. No, at all. At all. Not at all. But, but see, also H and M needs to hire a more diverse team exactly. that's saying, "Hey, I don't know if this shit gonna go over with mm-hmm. the black community," and it shouldn't take a black person to say that. Mm-hmm. That's where the conversation. Because then, to if start. a black person says it, then they're too sensitive. We don't really know if we could, you know, exactly. take this into consideration. Yeah. So you have to have you got to have somebody more right, open minded, more open minded people, people Asians, Hispanic, whatever, to say, "Hey, this is this is not going to work." Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, what would really I would really like to be in that room because my mindset I always like to play different angles to where it's like, what if somebody did say, "I don't think this is a good idea," but whoever was in charge said, "They got that idea shot down." Yeah, we're gonna run it anyway. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know if that happened. And then if that did happen, the kudos to the person that said it exactly. in the first place because they have to come back and eat cake yeah. because now they've lost money. Yeah, they've lost deals, endorsements, exactly and partnerships. But, but think about this though: nobody ever thinks that deep. 
Mm-hmm. They just see we, it. You, and you really they, should only be mad at one person yeah. who okayed it, mm-hmm. but you mad at a whole goddamn brand. And mad at the mama now. That's and, feeding. And that's her child. Yeah. And you know jobs, you know H&M got black employees. Mm-hmm. They feeding people. Mm-hmm. So we mad off one person's decision. They clothing people. Possibly. Possibly. Because <laughs> we don't really know what happened. Mm-hmm. This is just saying this is what could have happened. Yeah. Think bigger, people. Yeah. Don't always be so quick to jump out there and judge people for what they doing and what's going on. It's open for open for 2020 president oh, bullshit. Lord. Fuck that too. Black people now, be mad Now did you at me. watch the speech though? I watched the speech. I didn't listen in to the speech. Entirety. I didn't like I didn't I didn't I don't Oprah's cool. Oprah's cool. I mean, I missed the uh, the actual awards, but I did go back and watch the speech and it was very, you know, powerful or whatever. But it was I didn't get like how people were like, "Oh, she's running for president." And once the media says something, it's like, oh, my God. I was just like, can this lady just make a good speech? A good speech, man. <laughs> and then everybody, the people who came to me, they was like, oh, you wouldn't vote for Oprah? Fuck no, I wouldn't vote for Oprah. And then somebody Oprah. said Stedman was the one that said that, oh, she would be open to running for president. But even with that, like, just let it happen. If that's going to yeah. happen, let it happen. But I would still have to see her policies and review her policies and where she stands. I'm not just going to, yes. just like a bunch of niggas going to go vote for Oprah because Oprah black and Oprah's Oprah and she gives away Saturns and not Subarus Not really and shit. understanding that everything that Oprah does right now, she's not going to be able to do that. At all. Because she's not going to be in She has more it's power. the same thing with Obama. Yeah. People thought that he was going to be Change the, the, the whole, great savior yeah, for black it, people. That's not his job. No. That wasn't his job. No. It's not Oprah's job. Oprah can do more. Oh, if Oprah was president, she wouldn't have been able to build that fucking school in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because it would have had to been attached to the to the, her presidency, her campaign would have had something to tie into. She didn't can't do that. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. And then this is my whole thing. I I I, I don't side with Trump at all. Mm-hmm. But where people, we going? Where we going? But people was mad. No, no, I'm not, I don't <laughs> side with him. But this is the thing: people didn't even want Trump in there off the statute at the beginning of him being an entertainer. Him being a businessman. What the fuck is Oprah? An entertainer, a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make her a bad person. Doesn't mean that she believes like Trump believes because we know she doesn't. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is neither one of them are qualified. Somebody was like, well, you don't have to be qualified now to be in the presidency. You know what? That's a fucking lie. And that's yeah, because yeah, look at we the shit up. storm we're in we right fucked now. Up. But it's a learning process. The process is not to go back and put a black woman in there with the not the same credentials, but similar credentials and it's for the be same 10 shit. Times to, harder gonna, for her. To she's do. a woman. Obama, Nobody's gonna take her serious. Obama, he did have you know a political background. Yes, but you got he a was black a senator and a woman with no and an entertainer. Yeah, man, no. It just and, and Oprah is older. She don't need to. Maybe if she was 35, 40 doing this shit, but not for you in your golden years. You ain't got time for this shit. You a billionaire. You a billionaire who's convinced a man to keep dicking you down and you ain't got to have a ring and keep all your coins. I love that whole. That why, would whole why would you want to? Why would you want to be in, Oprah, in the White House? Stedman and Gail. Because I don't know. I don't, they probably I don't care what nobody say. They fucking. Yeah. They fucking. <laughs> Gail done sucked a few dicks. She done licked a clip. They done played around. And uh, sorry for the people who like yeah. Oprah. Y'all niggas ain't I hating love that. Oprah, I love Oprah. I, I like Oprah too. I just don't want it's her in the White House. It's something about that whole situation. I really feel like something going down right there. I don't know if Gail has, uh, you know what, Oprah, if, if I make it big enough, she'll never have me on that show. I don't know if Gail has degrees or anything. I just know Oprah. Oprah is kinda, put her on. That's what I'm about to say. It's Oprah and Gail is kind of like Jay-Z and Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z will never let Meek Mill fail. Rick Ross will never let Wale and them fail. Yeah. Oprah will never let Gail fail. That may be the name of the podcast. I like that. Oprah will never let Gail fail. I like that. 
That's everybody need a friend tie, like tie that. Tie back in the friendship. Everybody needs a friend like For that because I'm who that friend to, to people. Everybody needs an Oprah. But I need somebody that's not gonna let me fail. What did I say? Oprah ain't gonna never let Gail exactly. fail. Exactly. Hey, I think we own to some spider. <laughs> we own like it. I mean, so I, you know, Oprah for 2020. No, no, because of stress. No, because she has a great life. No, because she doesn't have the and experience. She can be more effective from where she, she is where right she now. Is. Let Oprah live and not put her in the, in the office. Now, you said a, a parade, Martin Luther King parade. It was a fallout in uh, Arlington. I watched that on the news. Were they yeah. mad because Greg Abbott is coming? They're mad because uh, the people that's over the parade appointing him as the Grand Marshal. Oh, shit. Yes. And so, essentially, the NAACP feels, and I do agree, okay. that the Grand Marshal of the Martin Luther King Parade should be, a black man. Should be somebody, not even necessarily a black man, Just a black but person. somebody that is about progressing the dream yeah. of what Martin, of what he yes. had. And sharing we, it, the same values at yeah. least and if you know Greg Abbott he don't line up with, with Martin Luther King <laughs> and so that's true people were trying I was get... wondering because it was like and then the guy who was putting the staples with Greg Abbott name on the lead float he was like I would think Dr. King would want you know somebody like Greg Abbott to sit on the float and be progressive and what but their 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 mindsets but, don't align yeah exactly. their visions don't align if you look at if you look at the policies of it looks good but it's not it's not it yeah, doesn't add it's up. not real Mm-mm. and see that's the thing i don't like in this day and time not even just outside of that so many social media mm-hmm. people acting like they got money they showing up at parties and they flying everywhere but their bank account is on zero yeah everything is about what it looks like even if it's shit mm-hmm. you know from what they sell you in products to everything yep. one thing i learned when i was in school they talked about you know how we always crack those jokes about everybody hates Chris, mm-hmm. um, where his dad was so poor they would go to the store and they bought a bag of chips and it said yeah, chips, chips on the bag and it said cookies one, on the bag. Yeah, cookie. Yeah. No, it was one big cookie for them to piece apart. Really? Yeah. Did you watch Everybody Hates Chris? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was like when they, we always make jokes about how poor they were and the things that they had, but it's like what I learned in school was they taught me that, you know, like if you have Tide bleach and it's like a big design on the front oh, of yeah. it, they were like, honestly, it's the the, the Equate brands are better because they put more bleach in it or mm-hmm. they make it to where that bleach is stronger because they take away from their advertising mm-hmm. and put it into their product as opposed to other places they water it down. Not to be funny, look at chips. These chip bags are designed amazing. Yeah. You bust that bitch air. open and this ain't nothing but a fourth <laughs> a quarter in exactly. the damn bag. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I want a bag that says chips. Okay, let so me it, know where you find it. Well, you can go to Aldi. I, yeah, you can go to Aldi and find <laughs> that. I want a bag that says chips, and I want a bag with a whole bunch of chips in there. Mm-hmm. I want a bag with a fourth quarter of chips in there. I don't yeah. want that. I don't want crumbs. No, I mean, I've kind of gotten away from that, but I grew up in a household where, and I had to go to the store for my great-grandmother every week, yeah. and she was all about the brand name, so it's just out of habit that when I go to the store, I pick up the brand name. Sometimes okay. now I get, you know, not on too much stuff, though. Yeah. Now, we did the show ass backwards. I didn't read nothing at the beginning. Not going to read it. But uh, I was wondering what happened to the intro. Yeah, it. I, I didn't do it. But we're going to get ready to wrap up, man. I, I appreciate everybody who helped out today. Thanks to Stephen Cofield for calling in today from New York. Um, his film will be airing. You got something to say? Oh, no, I I wanted to make sure we gave our condolences. Oh, yeah, we will do that. Yeah. Um, uh, his film, like, remember that Stephen Cofield's films airs this weekend, Saturday and Sunday on ABC. Um, it'll also air in Bluefield uh, County on January 13th, Charleston, South Carolina, station WCIV-TV, um, ABC South Carolina on the 13th as well, Fairbank, Virginia station on the 14th, uh, Shreveport station FMS or KMSS TV Fox. So Fox basically to be showing in Shreveport on Fox on the 14th in Columbia, South Carolina to be on ABC 
on the 14th in Jackson, Mississippi, to air on uh, WAPT TV, ABC Network in Jackson, Mississippi, on the 14th. Also on the 14th, Wilmington, Virginia, on ABC, Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. It'll also be airing on my net. I N on January fourteenth. Is it in Dallas? Um, it's not in Dallas. It's gonna well, it may be on AB uh, on ABC in Dallas. We may be able to watch it. Okay. But you just gotta check. He said it's 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 like local places. Like mm-hmm. he said something. He was like he it's said a, it was running for like two months. Yeah, two oh, months okay. in like South but, Carolina. Yeah, different places. Yeah, okay. Jackson, Mississippi. It's not like one set place. And then I think he said LA and New York like a month after that or something like that. Okay. So you did want to talk about condolences. Yeah, I mean, we talked about DJ L a little bit, but we definitely wanted to give our condolences to him because, like I said, I think he's been rocking with us since the first live show we ever did. Giving us discounts when I didn't have no motherfucking paper. Yes, exactly. He wasn't even charging full price. He was just like, man, I like what y'all doing. He just loved to do it, and he had moved here from Carolina, and so he wanted to just do it for the love of music. And, yeah, he always came through for us. He did, man. DJ Double L, man, we going to miss you. You know it's crazy because I'm just not getting closed. We got a few more minutes, man. I wanted to to definitely say when I was writing my little write up today about uh, Marvell McFadden, my mm-hmm. mentor, like I literally started crying. And mm-hmm. I remember telling you, I was like, I hadn't really dealt with anything, you know, at that point in time. Yeah. And for me, like, because up until now, you've been like, I don't want to talk about it. I, I didn't. Talk about it. You know, I didn't want to talk about it. So I'm just going to read what I wrote this morning on Facebook before I get out of here. And I said, Marvell, you taught me how to change a tire. You taught me how to plant a garden, change my oil, what love is from a male perspective. How to forgive my father, and the most important of all, that respect is earned. You were my father when I didn't have one. You were a friend when I needed one, and I deemed you my mentor, and you took that responsibility like a champ. You taught me that a man should always say what he means and mean what he says and then follow through. You told me one day after making people mad in the church for questioning if God or Jesus even exists, and if they do exist, why would they allow so many bad things to happen? You told me that it was okay to question God, and I love you for that. I'm going to miss you, McFadden. You heard about my podcast, and then you listened to it. And minus your Christian beliefs, you drove all the way up here to share your thoughts with me. And then you stayed for an episode with me. And right after that, you drove all the way back home. You just came just to show me and tell me you cared about me, that you were proud of me in person. For that, I will always cherish cherish, and in our memories together. I still have all the notes you gave me for starting your own religious podcast. And although I'm not a religious man, I will do my best to be the man you expected me to be. If there is a heaven, you deserve to be there. If there is a hell, I'm pretty sure when you made it to the gates, you asked God if you could go down to hell and witness to the people one last time and possibly get them into heaven. You believe that every person had good in them. If you had just spent enough time with them, teaching them, caring for them, nurturing them and exposing people to their own individual greatness, that the best in them would truly shine through. You rest now. I got this, my G. R.I.P. Marvell McFadden, man. I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, Miss Wanda McFadden, I love you. If you need anything, let me know. Eric, Christy. Uh yeah man, it's uh off to a rocky start. Yeah, 2018 is off to a rocky start. But what you let what it let me know is all of these things that are being lost and all like DJ Double L. It make just makes me yeah, it just make me want to rock. It makes a way for a new, mm-hmm. but it also makes me want to rock this next event out. Just oh, yeah. you know, in just, his honor. Yeah. You know what we I'm saying? We gotta do something. We gotta too. do. We something. gotta have a hell of a set. Yeah, so we gotta do something for him, man. Um, but. Hope everybody, man, again, you're listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. Let me read this script real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to read this script. I didn't do no intro. We got a few minutes. 
So be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. Also follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Player.fm, Listen Notes, and more. If you would like to be a guest on our show or you would like us to answer questions from your pers- uh, from our perspective, be sure to email us at info at therealityis or call and leave us a message at 469-351-9681 and we'll be sure to answer your questions on upcoming episodes. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. We don't give a fuck if it's a good review. We don't give a fuck if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. Always remember to inhale courage to excel success. Artesia, thank you. Bye, Let's do it again, man. Love to. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. We'll check y'all next week, man. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.